0: Hi there and welcome to another OSLA podcast. My name is Todd Fraser. This podcast comes to you from the 2022 LIVES conference in Paris. Sudden cardiac arrest in the community has historically had a poor prognosis. Improvements in pre-hospital care and post-resuscitation interventions have raised hopes that overall survival has improved. But has it? Tommaso Squizzato is a researcher in the fields of cardiac arrest and resuscitation science at San Rafael Hospital in Milan, Italy, and is a member of the European Resuscitation Council BLS Science and Education Committee. Tommaso, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, Todd. Thanks for the invitation. It's a great opportunity being here with you.
0: Tommaso, talking historically, what are the outcomes for patients with out-of-hospital cardiac arrest?
1: So historically, uh, outcomes for patients with out-of-hospital cardiac arrest have been really poor. So uh, we are talking about high rate of mortality, but uh, also a very high risk of irreversible brain injury in patients surviving initial events. And so this um, makes out-of-hospital cardiac arrest an important public health issue.
0: Tomaso, when we're looking at the effectiveness of resuscitation, what markers are important?
1: So when we evaluate patient, uh with out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, there are several outcomes that are important to uh, both patients but also families and uh, researchers and clinicians. Uh, as you know, um, cardiac arrest is a life-of-death situation and therefore what matters to people is uh, um, surviving, so living longer but also uh how they survive so living also better and um, and so th- there is two important aspects so surviving and how patients surviving uh, however survival is not enough as you uh, all agree and patient cognitive and functional status after a cardiac arrest are uh, especially important for patients who experience uh, a cardiac arrest
0: now you set out to look at the outcomes and track changes over the years. What data set were you able to access, and how reliable do you think that the data is?
1: So uh, the secret dream of every cardiac arrest researcher is to have a worldwide registry of out-of-hospital cardiac arrest with the take characteristics of patient and outcomes. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, this is only a dream, and uh, we we could hope for a nationwide uh, registry, but also these is um, still uh, not achieved in many countries, and uh, very few countries are organized with such a registries, and, uh, and so this uh, limits the opportunity to understand how outcomes are improving, how, um, what's the trend uh, in survival um, of cardiac arrest, and so uh, these are very important limits. However, existing registries are of very high quality, and. Um, this is very important because provide provides many important information from different parts of the world and also thanks to the standardization of uh, the youth stain template that allows to compare different registries in different parts of the world. However, uh, the goal is to expand and to uh, arrive at the point that every country has a nationwide registry of uh, patients with cardiac arrest occurring outside of hospital. This is very important it's key to understand Uh, how patients uh, are going what are the um, the points to improve and uh, what is going already very well so this is a key message.
0: Now we talked a moment ago about outcomes do these registries in addition to mortality have data about quality of life and what sort of data is measured?
1: So uh, this is a very important point quality of life and um, what, happen, what happens after the patients leave the hospital is often uh, not uh, described and uh, another key point is the follow-up period uh, Many registries follow those patients for uh, up to discharge from the hospital for example or 30 days and very few up to one year and even few uh, up to multiple years, for example five ten years we have very few data uh, up to this uh, long, Time points. And uh, this is a very important issue because uh, we know that patients uh, after out of hospital cardiac arrest, when they survive after a hospital discharge, often have a, a severe cognitive and functional impairment that uh, needs to be assessed. And um, it is important to uh, understand also uh, the effect of our intervention on uh, long term survival. And uh, also, there is a true it. Uh, situation because patients are affected by the cardiac arrest but also by the um, intensive care unit stay so this is a double issue Patients with uh, ICU stay prolonged ICU stay have uh, also long-term impact on quality of life and so uh, we are missing often uh, a part of the of the puzzle to understand how patients survive cardiac arrest and uh, also families can be affected, and this is also a, a key point.
0: Damaso, do these registries contain data about the process changes that have occurred that enable you to examine whether um, a particular intervention or a change in practice has made a difference to these outcomes?
1: Yeah, often this, this kind of register is allowed to understand, uh, to suggest an association between a change in practice and uh, an outcome. For example, um, if you introduce a new intervention uh, and uh, the protocol changes in a specific date, you can try to understand if before and after there is a difference. Or for example, this was frequently used for the change in the use of uh, uh, temperature control after cardiac arrest when uh, clinicians switched from a temperature target to another target after the publication of, uh, of trials. and. Also, uh, another example is during COVID-19, many researchers also, our group started, uh, for example, if after uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, compared to pre-pandemic period, cardiac arrest patients had had worse outcome, for example. And this is a uh, a nice opportunity to use uh, uh, registries of cardiac arrest patients.
0: So in this project that you presented at the conference, where did your data sets come from?
1: That main data from uh, um, cardiac arrest patients are available from uh, different publications from uh, different uh, groups around the world that uh, have uh, as their main goal to study outcomes and, and and patient with cardiac arrest. So there are numerous nationwide registries and uh, regional registries that uh, provide very useful data, large amount of standardized data, I would say, because they are very high quality and allows to to uh, understand over the years, for example, there are cardiac registries established uh, for more than 30 years and so allow to really study a a trend in in survival.
0: What did the data show when you examined it?
1: So um, long story short, outcomes improved over the years. If we go into detail, um, we see that uh, overall the the key figure is that uh, the survival is around 10% after hospital cardiac death. However, there are some communities that reported survival rates up to 50% due, sub- due to the implementation of really effective cardiac arrest program, for example, uh, if we go into uh, some specific uh, examples, um, a nationwide study from Sweden over thirty years showed that survival after out of hospital cardiac arrest increased uh, more than twofold in uh, in this period of time. Uh, similarly, in Denmark, uh, survival improved uh, from four percent in. Uh, um, 2001 to 11 percent in 2010 so uh, a key improvement in survival uh, similarly in the united states survival improved uh, if we focus to specific in specific group uh, known as the youth staying group that is the comparator group used around the world to compare different countries different city and this is the subgroup of patients who has a weakness cardiac arrest and with an initial shockable rhythm, so those patients more likely to survive. Also, in this subgroup of patients, there was an important improvement in, uh, in survival. And also in patients with shockable rhythm. And uh, another key improvement was in uh, cardiac arrest occurring um, during sports, for example. There was a, a three-time increase in survival, for example, in Paris, from 24% to 67%. In low-resource setting, there is a gap of data. Instead, uh, unfortunately, we have very few studies conducted in middle-income or low-income regions, and this constitutes uh, uh, an important bias that should be um, solved in the in the in the following years. And uh, this absence of trends uh, for these uh, regions, unfortunately.
0: Um, were there any specific subsets of patients who are improving more than most?
1: So, um, subset of patients. So, uh, as we uh, already said, for example, patients with uh, inside the youth stain group have the largest improvement in survival. These patients are those that are at the highest likelihood of surviving, and so uh, where more of our um, uh, energy are. most of our energy are put in, in this patient because our those with a weaker press. Uh, we've uh, often bystander resuscitation with uh, a shockable rhythm, and so uh, this patient, together with to the young, with the younger patient and patient with heart disease, are uh, those uh, improving the most in uh, in, uh, in the last period.
0: What do you um, What do you think he's re- responsible for the improvements that we've seen over this period?
1: Uh, across the examples that uh, uh, we already discussed, uh, there is a common story. And uh, the common story is an improvement in um, bystander intervention. So the first uh, links of the chain of survival for cardiac arrest. Uh, if we take Sweden, where survival improved, there was uh, this was preceded by an important improvement in CPR and defibrillation. For example, bystander CPR increased uh, more than fourfold, and no flow time decreased from uh, more than ten minutes to two minutes, and so this is a key. Uh, f- this have these uh, um this is a key effect on uh, on survival of patients with cardiac arrest. Similarly, also in other countries, Denmark, United States, uh, in Australia, and. Um, taking uh, the example of sports for example in Paris uh, bystander CPR was 95 percent and uh, ad use was was 29 uh, uh, in the in the last year so this is a key uh, there is a key aspect of uh, bystander intervention and this explain and uh, justify the focus on this uh, type of intervention for cardiac arrest uh, clinician research and uh, also the population.
0: Now, you've referred to some of the differences in in outcomes in different parts of the world. What might account for the differences that we see internationally?
1: Yeah, um, so I think that uh, one of the main uh, reasons why we see uh, some regions with uh, a strong improvement and other regions with less improvements, and so also, uh, the reason behind there is very difference in, in survival across the world is that uh, um, how uh, the chain of survival is implemented affects these uh, variations. So in uh, countries, in cities where the chain of survival is uh, um, greatly implemented, uh, there is a focus in in, uh, in uh, treating patients with cardiac arrest and improving the process of care for patients with cardiac arrest Achieve, the, achieve very great outcomes. And so um, this is the main reason. Other reasons that are common also to other uh, cardiovascular disease, for, for example. And so differences in access to healthcare. So this can vary uh, widely on depending on the city and region. Uh, Some areas have better access to hospital and specialist, and uh, We have to remember that cardiac arrest is often a consequence of a a non-treated cardiovascular condition so for example um, myocardial infarction so uh, i think that uh, access to healthcare has a key uh, key role in this and also Public health, prevention, uh, cultural, social factors of patient demographics are ugly, variable around the world. So these uh these are all these factors that have a role in uh, survival.
0: Tomaso to summarize, what is it that this information tells you about what we should do should be doing more of and where we should be focusing our attention?
1: So um I think that... The, the common story is that uh, if you uh, focus on bystander intervention, so you improve the recognition of cardiac arrest, the, you, you improve uh, how rapidly CPR is provided and uh, how rapidly defibrillation is, uh, uh, is given, uh, you improve outcome after cardiac arrest. So every country in the world should focus on uh, this aspect. Um, however, to do this, we have to uh, understand that uh, cardiac arrest is really a complex uh, disease and they require investment uh, of healthcare institutions, not only after cardiac arrest, but also in a preventive manner. So you have to start preventing cardiac arrest if you want to really make the the next improvement in cardiac arrest survival. And uh, to do this, you have to first understand, measure what, what are the outcomes of cardiac arrest. So if you don't have a registry you can't uh, project uh, and uh, um, pro- uh, design any improvements uh, for this patient and after you have to start um, training uh, school children so you you create a, a population uh, the next population uh, that are able to save lives with cpr and defibrillation and awareness campaign, for example, the world or the startup campaign, and then uh, uh, focus on the following links of cardiac arrest. So gradually you add more complex intervention, but you have to to do the basics very, very well if you want to, to improve survival.
0: So finally, where do you think that the gaps in our knowledge now are? Where would you be focusing your research attention?
1: So uh, I think research uh, should be focused on uh, how bystanders uh, are going to uh, intervene in case of cardiac arrest. For example, uh, one of the most, in my opinion, most successful basic intervention was um, using mobile phone apps to alert uh, first responders, uh, volunteer first responders near the the cardiac arrest so. Uh, we we should follow this line and uh, uh, in, invest in this type of research and um, another aspect is to understand gaps in why sometimes patients do not receive CPR uh, given that this is the key prognostic pattern for, for survival uh, why often patients do not receive uh, bystander CPR I think that there are some underlying mechanism why uh, this not occur, and uh, this in, in this way we could find we can find strategies to to increase this uh, uh, this rate of bystander CPR.
0: Now, Tommaso, you spend a lot of time sharing information on Twitter. If people are interested in following you, how do they do so?
1: So uh, I'm on Twitter, and uh, you can follow me. My name is T on Twitter. Maybe. We put on the uh, podcast notes. And um, you can follow me, and I, I frequently share uh, research and uh, papers on uh, cardiac arrest. And so if you're interested in this topic, you can
0: follow me here. And we will indeed post that in the podcast detail notes. Tommaso, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. It's been great to chat to you.
1: Thank you, Todd, for the invitation. It was a great pleasure.
0: Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. All of Osler's content and features are completely free. Get access to all our podcast interviews as well as hundreds of modules, journal reviews, quizzes and articles by downloading our free app. You'll also be able to access our logbook and any Osler learning you do is automatically recorded in your CPD diary. Search for My Osler wherever you get your apps or visit our website at oslercommunity.com.